Welcome to another edition of Fantasy Football Off the Record, your one-stop shop for fantasy football inside information and possibly some of the goodies. I'm your host, Tom Tobiaski. And I'm your co-host, Carl Campbell. Be sure to subscribe to our iTunes and give us a great rating. I believe you can give us four or five stars. Um, if there's five stars, I'd say give us five. If there's four, give us, give us the max, whatever it is. If you don't, well, then uh, you can go fuck yourself. I'm in agreement with that. So this week, as in previous weeks, our first segment is dedicated to our fantasy football in general. And then our second segment is dedicated to our fantasy football league. And in most cases, this is week 13. Well, in all cases, this is week 13. But what's interesting about our, our own Power 12 league is that this is the first week of the playoffs. Every other league is mostly this is their final week. So this is their who's in, who's out sort of deal. How, Carl, how, what are your thoughts on the Power 12 starting one week earlier than other leagues? I don't think it's a bad cutoff. I think uh, the team's kind of already established kind of who they are. Because I don't think starting it a week early really that makes that big of a difference. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So our first segment here, Carl names off three start, surprise starters this week that uh, you should probably have a look at. And I will do the same. <laughs> All right, so my uh, three surprise starters, I got two wide receivers and uh, a tight end. So my first one's going to be Quincy Anunua uh, from the Jets. I think he'll be a great surprise starter this week. The guy seems to do better with Fitzpatrick at the helm. They're going up against a struggling Colts defense, which should lead uh, to a great opportunity for Anunua. Yeah, no, I think he's uh, not a bad pickup. I think you've done that before where you selected him. He burned you one time or two. But, uh, yeah, the Colts are terrible. And, and I think anybody's a good opportunity there. My first uh, surprise start of the week is Colin Kaepernick. So he amassed over 400 total yards last week and uh, 10 carries for 113 yards, which is, which is crazy, and three touchdown passes. So I would say Colin Kaepernick is a definite starter in your lineup. I don't care who you got. Um, if, you don't, if you're outside of the top three, you want to definitely get him in your starting lineup. I'm going to have to agree with that one. That one seems to be a good one. Um, Colin Kaepernick, obviously, he's, he's been doing pretty well. Um, not great, but if you need... No shit. That's why I said it. No <laughs> shit. Well, obviously. So my next one um, is going to be Marcus Wilson, and wide receiver from Chicago. Marquise. Marquise. Whatever. Say Marcus Marquise. Wow, you're a prick. I am a prick. All right. I know you probably think I'm kind of a dumbass, but he is yes. the number one targeted player last week for the Bears. Yeah, I think the the Jets are 26th ranked against receivers this season. So I think that, uh, yeah, I, I think that's a pretty good pickup. Plus, without Alshon Jeffrey, who was suspended for taking... Anal, anal steroids, I thought. Yeah, yeah. so those are uh, obviously on the part of the ban list from the NFL. In my perspective, I'm saying you got to start Carlos Hyde this week. It seems to be like we're going heavy at the Bears. <laughs> well, I am. And although they are fairly decent against the run, if running back can catch some passes out the backfield, which Carlos Hyde was able to do last week pretty well, scored a touchdown, had, I believe, 13 fantasy points, somewhere around there. He's finally up to 100% health. He's a guy you probably want to get in your starting lineup this week. All right, moving on to the next one. I got uh, Zach Ertz, uh, tight end from Philly. Just in the past week, he was targeted six times. And over the past month, he's been targeted an average of eight times. So needless to say, he will see the ball this week. Uh, and should turn up some positive numbers. You know, I really haven't followed Zach Ertz this year. He burned me a couple seasons back, so I stopped giving a shit about him. My third and final selection for a surprise starter this week is Sammy Watkins. Obviously, he was back on the field last week. Uh, I believe he caught three passes for 80 yards, 
and uh, but he only saw forty five percent of the offensive snaps. I think this year that increase this this week that increases to about seventy five percent, and that uh, it's, he's going to get more looks from Tyrod. So I expect uh, them to beat up on the Oakland Raiders defense, which is has actually been a lot worse than we anticipated coming into the season. Moving on, we will hit up our second segment, which is our "Don't Touch Those Titties" our DT threes. These are uh, as we these are guys that are probably in your starting lineup. These are guys you've definitely drafted. We're going <laughs> to tell you that they're probably not a good start for you this week. And trust us, I mean, come on, we know what we're talking about. We have our own podcast. We also have our own show, so we know what the hell we're saying. So I suggest you listen to us. Damn it! All right, my first DT three is going to be sit. Cam. So if you Ooh. have a better matchup on the bench, I suggest moving in that direction. So don't start Cam Newton against this tough Seattle defense. Um, I just don't think it's gonna be uh, that big of a point. You know they got you, they so. got torched last week by uh, Tampa Bay, which actually is a pretty decent team. No, I I, I do agree. I think just because overall Carolina looks like shit, and they're not gonna make the playoffs this year. They're a pretty big disappointment. My uh, I'm actually gonna beat the shit here out of the Jacksonville Jaguars. So starting off, my don't touch that titty <laughs> is Mr. Blake Bortles, who uh, has actually had a turnover, was turnover free last week for the first time all season, I believe. Um, but the Jaguars still lost to the Buffalo Bills. But this week, he's got the Denver defense to go against, which is definitely the stingiest unit in allowing fantasy points to quarterbacks. You want to definitely sit Blake Bortles this week. Denver is going to kill him. Blake Bortles, he fucking sucks this year, man. I mean, I have no idea what happened. I mean, if you ask me, something's going to come out later at the end of the season. Next season, something's going to happen. Kind of reminds me of the Indiana Pacers a couple seasons ago where uh, we found out uh, somebody sent a, a picture of a wiener to uh, somebody's girlfriend. And it went the wrong way. And there was some dissension. And then Larry Bird's got to get in the middle of it. But there's some serious stuff that went down with Blake Bortles and uh, Allen Robinson and Allen Hearns and whoever else they got. But there's some shit there. Blame it on Incognito. He, he is in Florida by, you know, so. Well, hey, well, maybe Richie Incognito's got something on everybody. All right. Sorry. Moving on. Didn't mean to get distracted there. Good. All right. So next one. Uh, my next pick to uh, DT3 will be stay away from Randall Cobb. He has been horrible over the past four games and has forced Aaron Rodgers to depend on Jordy Nelson and Devontae Adams. Not to mention that continuous battle with that hamstring he has. If you have a choice, sit him. I'm going to say do not start Allen Robinson. This hurts my heart, man, because I've got Allen Robinson in every one of my leagues. And he's been, uh, he's had about three to four good weeks and the rest have been extremely unimpressive. Last week, he only had four targets, which is insane. And he only hauled in two receptions for 24 yards. So he's completely outside the 25, the top 25 receivers this year in standard and PPR formats. And uh, the chemistry seems to be gone with Blake Bortles. I don't know what's going to happen. Like I said, there's something else going on, something brewing here. <laughs> he lost complete faith in Jacksonville, huh? I'm I'm really upset about this, and and they're in the same division as the Colts, and I'm a big Colts fan, you know that. But Jesus, this is this is horrid. <laughs> the next one up I got on my DT three is Vernon Davis, uh, tight end from Washington. This is solely based on a matchup, uh, not so much on his overall skill. Uh, the Cardinals have yet to allow a tight end to score a touchdown on them, and they have seen some of the greats. Olsen, Graham, Bennett, all forced to walk away without a touchdown. It's pretty impressive, I would say. 
Uh, I say keep the, the Cardinals keep things rolling and shut down Davis this week. You know, I would have shut I would have shut down Davis if he was playing the uh, Oak Brook Pee Wee fucking Lightning this week. <laughs> I wouldn't start Vernon Davis if he was playing against a, a bunch of midget Mexicans straight from Peru. So <laughs> that's not a big surprise to me, Carl. Washington's been on a little bit of a roll. Did you see last week's game? You see how many points they threw up? That was pretty intense against Dallas. I mean, that was a yeah. A you know, he's been get, he's been getting targeted. I'm just giving you a hard time. I don't like him because uh, I can't win with him. I can't win with him. Can't win without him. That was a Mike Singletary quote. Sorry, I think that's from I think that's from a movie. I think that's from Brokeback Mountain. Could be wrong though. <laughs> you might be right. That's disgusting. <laughs> <clears throat> My third and final DT three pick of the week is Frank Gore. From the Indianapolis Colts, the Colts are playing the Jets this week, and uh, in a lost season, the Jets have continued to be a tough matchup for opposing running backs for some odd reason. That's the only thing they do right, it seems. So they have a pretty uh, above-average defensive line. I don't think that's too surprising. I don't think anything's good coming out of uh, Indianapolis right now. Nothing consistent, at least. You might get a couple, uh, T.Y. might get a couple good grasp. That's only if uh, Luck's healthy, and that, that offensive line is just brutal, man. No, you know what, man? I don't think it's lying as much. I think Andrew Luck holds the ball too much. He holds the ball for too long. And the best thing coming out of Indianapolis is Jim Ursay with a bag of Coke and a, and a sack of $25,000. That's the best thing right now coming out of damn Indianapolis. I don't think Andrew Luck, I, I think he's actually uh, gone backwards. He must have a little, he's been sprinkled with some Blake Bortles juice on him. Something hit him. Definitely the confidence is gone, that's for sure. It might be Ursay's Coke and a bag of all right, Carl, we're moving on to our final segment here where we will discuss our Power 12 Fantasy Football League, our own league, and uh, the first-round matchups of the playoffs. First matchup this week is number eight, Gypsy Queen, versus the number one team, Brown Lives Matter. Uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to start this one off because I've got to I gotta share something here. You know, it's it's playoff time, and I think it's time to put your money where your mouth is, or you put your coins in your ass, Mister Ass Coin. In case you don't don't know or you're not aware, I'm speaking of the owner of Brown Lives, Mister Ass Coin, Mister Roman Ass Coin. Uh, I do pick Brown Lives to win this first round matchup, primarily due to Mike Evans versus the Chargers. The Chargers, they can't shut down a number one receiver, plus their nine year veteran Brandon Flowers. Might be out for another week with a severe concussion. So uh, Brown Lives will also be deploying Antonio Brown and LaShawn McCoy, who both average 14.1 fantasy points per week. So they are my pick this week. Oh, pretty, pretty solid, huh? But uh, look, obviously Culo de Cambio, or Ascoin as he's better known as, has a solid and consistent team. But let's not count out Gypsy Queens just yet. I believe that there might be an upset in the making early this playoff season. And Gypsy Queens may be the catalyst on this one. So Gypsy Queen will need just a few players to put up some big numbers, which she has done in the past, uh, to run past Coin Purse. Uh, Miami, <laughs> on a, Coin sack. <laughs> Miami is on a six-game winning streak. Um, one of the main reasons is because of Jay, a Jay, I can't even pronounce that last name. A Jay, a Jay. Think of like a door ajar. It's it, Jay, a Jay, G, G, G. Anyways, he's averaging 16 carries a game and is putting up big numbers on games that count. Drew Brees. You almost sound uncertain. What? Where how'd you get these notes from? Now, don't you worry about my, my, my stats. I got a guy that tells me this stuff. 
Man, fuck. Anyways. Drew Brees just coming off a huge scoring game against the Rams and went 28 for 36 for over 300 yards, now facing the Lions at home. That smells like a high-scoring game to me. I think uh, upset. Upset? Wow. That's a, that's a huge upset, man. I think that's Considering a- I picked I pick Brown Lives Matter to take the whole thing before the season started. Wow. Well, that just proves you don't know shit. Well, I guess we'll see this week, huh? Apparently, even though I even though I did do terrible, I think I was yeah, I think I was two for six. Uh, yeah, that's pretty. That was pretty bad. If anybody noticed, PTS, his eyes were all bloodshot. So next up, you got uh, number seven Galaxy Golf Hua versus number two <laughs> Punk Ass La Stella. <coughs> you got on this one. So Golf Galaxy Whore has seriously limped into the playoffs by losing four straight and only averaging sixty eight points during that span. That's it's almost as bad as Davis and Dejas' team, which is complete shit. So from the eye test, it seems like it's poor play, but digging a little bit deeper, you'll see that bad injuries have affected this team. So for that reason, I'm picking Golf Galaxy Whore in a massive upset. Rob Gronkowski finally is 100% this week, and if Golf Galaxy Whore has any intelligence at all, he'd also slide in Andrew Luck into the QB1 spot. And some he plays. He's healthy. <laughs> Wow. Upset, really? Really? An upset? Yes. Wow. Yes, absolutely. Right. Look, I don't think that Rob will play this week. I think New England is saving him for the long haul, and they're thinking about his health for the future playoffs. Um, also, not sure if you're aware of this, but he didn't practice today. He was forced to sit out. And as for Andrew, I didn't know that. And as for Andrew Luck, it seems like a great start this week, but a terrible defense is only good if you have an awesome offensive line, as I said before, which Indy does not have. If I, if, and if Golf Galaxy has any shot, he will leave Kirk Cousins in against a horrible Arizona secondary. His game against Dallas, he completed 4,153 for 449 yards. With all that said, I have Tommy Punk kicking ass this week. But I, and this is obviously assuming Rob Gronkowski is 100%. Right. Andrew Luck plays. So if those things don't happen, all bets are off. If not, if those things don't come to fruition, I'm out. I'm out, man. Fuck this matchup. Who are you going with? I'm going with Golf Galaxy Horde, damn it. But if those things, if Rob Gronkowski doesn't play, and if Andrew Luck doesn't play, I don't want shit to do with Golf Galaxy Horde. <laughs> Flipping coins, just like you flip your bed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah. Flip my bed. Let me yeah, flip yeah. my fucking bed. You know what I mean? So, you know what I mean by that. <laughs> I don't know. I neither do I. I, I don't know I, what that I means. Got a, I got a, I got a couple of, Can anybody <laughs> tell me what flipping my bed I was, was, was going to say something else, but I can't I can't think of what that else was. Hey, I'm going to stick to my... Uh, I was going to say flipping tricks. That's what it was. Flipping tricks. Oh. Ah, look at this see, guy. See, wow. it, it, it came out eventually. Flipping matches, speaking of, flipping uh, beds. All right. Well, speaking of flipping beds, <laughs> our third matchup of the week is number six, La Bamba, versus number three, The George Lopez Show. What do you think about this one? Hey, what can I say? Even a blind squirrel finds a nut once in a while. After the last interview with La Bamba last week and listening to the Love is the Loveliest <laughs> Lover album, I'm still, I'm still confident that his team and say that uh, he's going to take this game pretty easily. George Lopez show officially canceled. I'm done. He's over. Wow. This is a matchup from last week, which is kind of funny. And as I predicted... In our, the only one you got right. This is one of the two I got right, Carl. <laughs> uh, the George Lopez show squeaked out a win against La Bamba last week, 67-62. to 62. You know, I, I spoke with team owner of George Lopez show last week at a Thanksgiving fiesta. It was a huge-ass taco in the middle of the table. 
So he tells me after his upgrade to a Comcast triple play last season, uh, this season he actually bought himself an iMac and can now balance his checkbook using Wi-Fi. He attributes all his success to this blooming tech hub that he's got going on in his crib. I mean, he's doing excellent this year. I can't take it up. I can't deny those facts. However, even with Labamba suffering two buys this week, which is I can't believe they're seven buys late in the, late in the season. Yeah, with, that's crazy. Um, he's got Legarrette Blunt still going to go, and he's going to chew through the Rams defense, just like Mark Ingram tore tore him up for twenty fantasy points. Uh, and he's also got Travis Kelsey, which will be uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's probably got thirteen point output. I'm assuming thirteen plus against the twenty eighth ranked. Uh, defense versus tight ends being the Atlanta Falcons. So in my prediction this week with La Bamba. Last one up on the docket. Numero cinco. I'm here to see Francis against Numero Quattro Ass Worship. There, there, Tom. Flipping I was thinking about flipping mattresses over here. <laughs> oh, changing those bed sheets. Oh God. <laughs> You know this is this is a this is a huge huge matchup huge. So I guess it's uh, fair that the league commissioner gets completely butt torpedoed in the first round of the playoffs, being me, after sporting an illustrious eight and four record and scoring the most points in the league, possibly in history of Power Twelve. I'm here to see Francis is stuck playing an away game to the number four sleeper ass worship. Over the years. I'm here to see Francis and Ass Worship has had some serious battles, such as Cock Block, An All Cop Part 1, Part 2, and even Part 3. He's climbing in your windows, he's snatching your people up, trying to rape them, so y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, hide your kids, hide your wife, and hide your husband, because they're raping everybody out here. Not to mention the whole purse satchel fiasco that happened at the, uh, at the draft party earlier this year. I'm picking I'm here to see Francis in this matchup to pull out by a very small margin, mostly due to the difficult uh, defensive matchups that are, you know, everybody's going against a top eight defense, I believe, in the, in the starting lineup. And I'm assuming a low-scoring performance this week by Prescott and Elliott, who've got a Thursday night game, Thursday fucking night against Minnesota. That's, a, that's like a fucking fuck me. There's no worse <laughs> way to get it than, than playing on a Thursday night against Minnesota. You know, Minnesota's going to pull some shit out of their ass and this game's going to end up being 9-6, to six, and the Cowboys are going to pull it out, but it's going to be stupid and ugly, and ratings are going to plummet. But I also believe Mar- Amari Cooper and Greg Olson put the team on their shoulders and carry the load, wow. so Ass Worship wow. gets blown. Well, this is, will no doubt be a great, ga- great game to keep an eye on, but uh, he- here's where I think you're actually drinking your own ass juice again. Um, ass-, ass-, ass Worship uh, takes this one. Ah. <laughs> I had some juice on my. While flipping over bed, I found that, some extra juice. I kind of, I kind of figured that's what when you flip uh, flip beds. So, <laughs> in my mind, that's what that's what goes down. Ash Worship takes this one by a close margin. Although missing AJ Green, he would still keep this a tight game because of two key players, Tom Brady and David Johnson. Tom Brady playing a struggling LA Rams team that was demolished by the Fuck Saints Brady, last week. Brady's a cheater. He will throw for a lot this week, putting up some great numbers as usual. As Also, as for uh, David Johnson, he's been averaging 19.8 fantasy points. He also is third in rushing yards, third in rushing TDs, and possibly the league next MVP. So wait a second, you're picking Ass Worship to win this one? That's almost blasphemous, I think. <laughs> God, you, you can't... I mean, nobody... 
nobody in this whole league likes ass worship. <laughs> the satchel, man. I mean, the, there's a lot of hidden the guy power wears in a, the satchel. He wears a freaking sa- a purse around here. Hypnotizing. Leather. It's hypnotizing. Le- I believe it's it's made of ass chap leather. And he and wears this shit around Cambodian, here. Cambodian. Cambodian butt leather. On a side note, did you know that if David Johnson was to win um, the MVP, he would win the MVP with a losing team? That would be the first time in history that's ever happened. So He's not going to win the MVP. You don't think he will? No! He's third. He can make a, a serious push for that. Ass? Third in rushing yards and third in rushing TDs. How far in third is he, though? How far in third? He's in third. How far? How many yards is he behind? He might be in third, but how far in third is he? <laughs> you want me to well, give you numbers on the number two and number one? I, I tell you what, it's it's going to be either Prescott or it's going to be Zeke Zeke Elliott that wins this. So I mean, I don't I don't foresee anybody else getting getting close or getting a sniff. Sorry, David Johnson. He ain't getting it. Not this year. You're gonna be sniffing a lot of ass. That's gonna be yeah. All. If his team was better, he would have a better op- opportunity to do so. But his team is shit, so he's not gonna get an MVP nomination. It's ugly ass David Carr might get more nominations than he'll get. Yeah, that ugly fucking ogre. I think you're deflecting. Plays, you're deflecting. He reminds me of Sloth from the from the Goonies. You're deflecting. Either way, I'm deflecting. Yes. I think uh, ass worship takes this. this. Alright, well, well, hey, I, I can't do any change your opinion except we'll find out uh, by Monday night, I believe, sure. once all once all the games are said and done. So yeah, Carl, I believe that concludes our podcast for the evening. I'm gonna edit this, post it online tonight, so that all these fuckers can hear you sound like an idiot, and uh, that'll be it. That's perfect. All right, man. Well, hey, I guess I'll see you next week, then, man. All right, man. Have a great one. I'll talk to you guys all later. Check out PTS. Obviously, give us a good rating. We'll talk to you all soon. All right, man. Have a good night, y'all. Peace. Peace.